Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. Welcome to the Baker Muse Podcast, Episode 2. Just one year ago, airline travel plummeted by 96% due to COVID-19. Well, plummeted probably isn't the best word. So let's just say airline travel experienced some turbulence. COVID has made flying a bit more of a dicey decision, don't you think? After all, there's nothing like recirculating air to bolster one's confidence. Now, I'm not a timid flyer. But the last plane I took was, to put it mildly, the kind of terror you feel with a dentist that doesn't quite believe in Novocaine. The plane was so old, a cadre of scrap metal dealers was appraising it as we boarded. I lovingly named the plane the Buddy Holly. It was one of those planes that has two seats on one side, one on the other. Now, simple physics tells me that it's a flying teeter-totter. So maybe you haven't flown in a while. So the aviation experts at Baker Muse, and that's, that's me, have put together some tips. Lesson number one, don't select a destination. That's right, select a gate. A great gate is something to behold. It only takes you 30 seconds or less to get there. It's usually a gate one. It's next to a good restaurant and there's restrooms aplenty. Even the people there seem upbeat, almost jubilant. My gate is something like 155B. It is so far away, you need a Sherpa to get there. And when you finally arrive, there's a gate 155A, but no B. So you walk back the 100 miles to find someone who appears to know what they're doing. He says B is a little blue door that takes you down a flight of stairs to a gate that looks like hell's waiting room. So go wherever gate 1 is going. Count your blessings. Lesson number 2. The smaller the plane, the longer the pilot talks. Our pilot must have set a new record for sharing way too much information. Ladies and gentlemen, this is your captain speaking, and on behalf of the flight crew, I want to say thanks for flying with us today. Now, frankly, I should have retired years ago, but these muckety-muck executives cut my pension, so I'll have to fly this steel bucket till I keel over. Now, I'll tell you some incomprehensible flight lingo that'll scare you half to death. I mean, I don't even know the meaning of some of these things. I don't know what headwind is, but it seems to be pretty bad. Now, P.S. If anyone is considering laser surgery, don't go cheap. I did, and things are a bit, well, blurry from where I sit. I'm seeing some blinking lights, so I'm assuming that means that we're going to take off. So, just sit back and enjoy the flight. Lesson number three. Airline Moneymaker. Now, if you want a meal or a mixed drink, you're going to have to pony up some big bucks. On my flight, even the pilot had to pay for his Bloody Mary. Lesson four. The man next to me always looks like he's carrying the Ebola virus or some new strain of COVID, like maybe COVID-20. He's sneezing, coughing, and has some kind of fluid cascading from every pore. He even has an IV drip hanging from the overhead cabin, and he says, don't worry, it's just allergies. Well, 24 hours later, I got the same allergy. Allergy is the new buzzword for saying intensive care is just a day away. Lesson five, the Sky Mall magazine. At some point in the flight, you're going to be so bored, you're going to open up this rag and discover that you have needs you didn't know you had. Like a machine 
that makes hot dogs and cotton candy at the same time. Or a cat box disguised as a lovely armoire. Three pages of SkyMall and your entire life seems empty. If only I had that motivational poster with those rowers and with the sign that says teamwork, I might have made something of myself. I think I saw a ripped up copy in the cockpit. Lesson five. Unfortunately, the airline also has a magazine. My problem with these magazines is that there's always an ad for the world's best steakhouses, none of which are within a thousand miles of where I live or where I'm going. So I just sit there with tears in my eyes as I eat those tiny ounce of pretzels that they've so lovingly given me. Lesson number six, the wonderful buckle up demonstration. Now, I like a good buckle up demonstration as much as the next guy. Maybe it's me. But the seatbelt has been out, well, what, what, 50 years? Is this a concept so difficult that we need a bad performance by a board stewardess or steward? There are tribes in the rainforest that understand push and click. They're not telling us that we need to bend our knees when we sit, right? Well, what's the statute of limitations on that one? Well, we did land safely for our connecting flight, which was on, of course, Concourse C, 40 miles again from the gate, but well worth it because of the marathon run and subsequent defibrillation and life-saving injection of airport-priced Starbucks. The good news is that my cat, Amor, should be arriving next week. Happy flying! Discovery's four computers now have primary control of critical vehicle functions. 